Bang bang. Welcome to the potty is brought to you by Bet with Joel, the best in sports betting advice. If you want to get your money up, bro, sign up to Bet with Joel. That's the bottom line. He's going to send you the right advice. You follow the system. You make money. It's as easy as that, bro. That's all I can tell you, man. You want to you want to give this shit a try? Go to betwithjoel.com slash ref. That's R-E-F slash welcome to the potty P-O-D-D-Y. Enter promo code potty exclusive 50. That's potty exclusive 5-0 for 50% off your first week subscription. There's no lock-ins. Don't know why you'd want to leave. If you're if you're getting free money, bruh, you're just gonna leave that? What's wrong with you, dude? Betwithjoel.com slash ref promo code pod. Sorry, slash ref slash welcome to the potty. Betwithjoel.com slash ref slash welcome to the potty. Promo code potty exclusive 50 for 50% off your first week. Support the Welcome to the Potty podcast by buying a Welcome to the Potty unsourced t-shirt. Dude, these shirts, I wore one to my gig last night and I felt like I was just receiving a warm hug for the entire show, dude. You want a hug, bruh? Time's been tough. Get yourself a Welcome to the Potty Unsourced t-shirt. These bitches are fucking comfortable, bro. And guess what? 5% of all proceeds go to a different charity each month. And you go to welcometothepotty.com slash charity, bro, or charities. And you see how many charities we've been supporting. We're fucking the most charitable podcast, bro. And that's a fact. You can Google that. Google that shit, dude. Welcome to the potty.com slash store for your butter soft. Welcome to the potty unsourced t shirt. Let's start the show. Welcome to the pot. Welcome to the party, bung bung! It's your man Clay Tron, aka the Big Boss Man, aka the Clumsy Jeweler, cause I'm always dropping gems. Aka the Milkman, cause I always deliver. Aka the PhD of podcasts and the Magnum PI podcast and the Captain. We're here today with James Donald Forbes McCann. How are you? It's a pleasure. Do you have a bunch more of those? Um, I usually ad lib one on the end, but I didn't today. I kind of froze it. Oh, no, you can do it. Because I'm with the king of ad libs, I think. Have you done the king of ad libs before? No. No, that's one. King of ad libs. Put that in. Oh, no. Okay. And it's the AKA the king of ad libs. Do you want an AKA? I've had some. I've had some. The Duke of ad libs. You're the Duke. I serve humbly under your ad libbing (laughs) prowess. The unscripted squire. I I was trying to do King of the Gram for Mm -hmm. a while, but I only have a thousand people on the Gram. Yeah, yeah, same. That's a very small country. Yes. Uh, King of the Gram, Mr. Very Good Rapper. Yeah. Um, That's it. Cream of the Crop of the Hibbity Hop. Yeah, 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 I like that. That was my big three. Yeah. They're all fantastic. I appreciate that. And, okay, speaking of Mr. Very Good Rapper. Yeah. Now, I read, I read, I don't know if it was in the, in the Fringe Guide or online or something. Mm. It just listed off a bunch of things. Now, I didn't know if this was sarcastic or real. Now, yeah. it said, I think it said, like, poet, yeah. rapper. Yeah. Now, are you, have you got oh, yeah. songs out there? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, but only, like, three, and they're all very bad. And where are they? And I think they're on SoundCloud. SoundCloud? <laughs> and what's it under? What's it under? Mr. Very Good Rapper. Okay, Mr. Yeah. Very Good Rapper. Uh, but I've discovered a few years ago that if you do something once, you can put it in a bio, and it looks 
pretty impressive. Yeah, okay. So I, I freelance wrote an article for domain.com.au about house prices mm-hmm. sort of thing on Facebook. They're like, can anyone freelance write this article? It won't take much research. I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do that. And then so now I'm, like, I've started describing myself as comedian slash real estate expert. Oh, yeah. I like that. I'm in a lot of debt. I don't own a house. But <laughs> I wrote that one article. And why would they get someone who wasn't a real estate expert? Exactly, exactly. That's how I feel. And yeah, rapper... I don't know. I'm, I sound very white and middle class. And maybe there's an audience for that. But I distinctly dislike... Uh, have you heard Young Gravy? Young Gravy, yes, Young I Gravy. have. Yes, I have. Him, he's like similar to like... Um, Great production. Mm-hmm. But I cannot gel with a rapper who doesn't sound like he might have had to kill someone yep. as a teenager. Yep. That, the Vox song is good. That's the only other hip-hop I'm aware of. And it's something about MILFs or something? He likes MILFs. I'm sure. He, I mean, who doesn't? Yeah, well, yeah. that's true. That's Just in true. the name, by saying MILF, you'd like to. Like to, yeah. yeah. That's the... It's the acronym. Yeah. That's okay. the... Uh, that's the, Yeah, that's the... Just like intrinsically... Inherently, sorry. That's no, what. intrinsically is good. You don't have to sell... You don't have to sell down to a poor person word. <laughs> um... Now, devil's advocate. Yeah, that's why. That's why we're here. Okay. Your fringe. Your fringe. I'm happy show. to spruik it. Yeah, uh, it's good. It's unscripted, so people go in and they they write statements on paper, and you yeah. and you. Have you seen the show? No, I'm going I'll, tonight. I'll put you on the door tonight. Yeah. Tell you can I get in with the fringe pass or not? I will not even bother putting you on the door. Okay. You can just come in with okay. the fringe pass. Um. Yeah. So so people write these statements, and you support or you refute them? No, I support them. Okay. So, which is actually the opposite of what a devil's advocate would do. Yes. So it's not a good name. Well, <laughs> well, maybe it is because that's like devil, devil's advocate to devil's advocate almost. Well, that's cleverer than my audience. Okay. Understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, you write down the worst thing imaginable, and then I just I agree with it. Yes. Basically, so people write down indefensible things, mm-hmm. and then I defend the indefensible, which only after I'd done like one run of it did I realize, oh no, the devil's advocate in Rome, he takes something that's very easy to defend, and then says it's stupid. But that's just most stand-up comedy. Yeah, right. It's like picking a fairly anodyne thing yeah. and then saying why it's no good. Uh, or, yeah, or making it making it just wild. That's the... Yeah, you just ratchet it up and you make the absurd... Uh, or you make the non-surd absurd. absurd. Yeah. yeah. But this is like... I'm just trying to do the opposite where I was trying to take ugly, disgusting things and try and sell them as like beautiful... I like that. Things for beautiful. I'm excited. I'm excited for it. And you're on for the rest of this week. I got one more week. This it's too long. Last year I did one week. Yeah. That is a good amount of time. Oh, okay. Twelve shows. Whenever you do a fringe show, mm-hmm. limit, exacerbate demand. Yeah. Don't so, give people two Wednesdays that they could choose. Right. Have. So one week. <laughs> one week. Okay. Yeah. I really believe. That. I mean, maybe this week will be great, and I'll take that back. But oh, okay. It was a bit less than usual last week. No, it was, it was more. It was good. Oh. But it's like I assume this week now. Will come down. Oh. Nobody buys tickets to my show ahead of time, so I'll oh, have like really? on the door, and then it'll be okay. Usually, we could get a couple of last minute ones tonight because um, I will. We this up that early. Yeah, as soon as you're out of here, I'll get this edited up, oh, and then, um, and I'll, I'll slam it all over the socials, and we'll see. That's very kind. See what happens. I'll try and say something entertaining. No, because that's so what that I've been doing for, for all the. I've had like uh, yeah. four, four um, comedy. Tell uh, Evan Demaret. Yeah, no, actually, lovely guy. Yeah, yeah, very nice yeah, guy. Not, not a bad um, Shad Wicker and Pete uh, James, Peter James. Oh, Peter James was in town? Yeah, he's still Oh, no, Peter Jones. Who's oh, Peter James? Peter James is a young guy. I think he's only 21. I don't know. Out of Cairns. Out of Cairns? Yeah. Do they have a Cairns comedy scene? Uh, apparently, it's like less comics than like your Adelaide scene, but yeah. 
because they get more time up there. You get more stage time. Yeah, apparently they're pumping out really good. Me? Yeah, you've done it for like, what, six, seven months? Six months. I've only been offered one 10 minute spot. That's why you have to tour. I don't know how. I don't have management. I don't know how to tour. I don't know any logistical anything. You get in a car, you drive to Melbourne. Oh, so not like an actual tour. No. Just go and. No, comedians will call it touring. Oh, when they, what do you mean tour? Oh, I'm going to the Gold Coast for two nights. To do overnight. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. Well, no, I haven't done that either, oh. but I want to, yeah. Sta- well, yeah, wait a, maybe a little while, but yeah. I waited too long to do it. It's the greatest. I did my first 10 minutes on Friday night, actually. Where is that at what, Rhino 10? Uh, I was under, I was underneath Rhino. So yep. just before I saw you, actually. Yeah. Um, so I is was at the, Hell's the Kitchen. No, Hell's Kitchen. Hell's Kitchen. Who's show? Zach Watson. Okay, great. You I opened for him, yeah. That's very good. And best that I've done, just, yeah, loved it. And I fucking... Buddy, congratulations. Forgot a joke. Well, no, that'll happen. But 10 minutes is good. It's very hard when you start out to do a 10. It's very fun. I love 10 way more. Really? Oh. Good. good. I wish we could If it goes well, it is a joy. Yeah. Because you're like, you start well and you go... Yeah, I I mean, if I had to be out there fucking bombing for 10 minutes, I would hate it. Well, I was talking to, uh, you know, the Roots... Yeah, yeah, no, a lot so of words. Big, big gay Maori man, and he was saying he was doing a gig at. He got booked for like a twenty, at I think it was Port Nalunga or something, and he said I went out and I, I did my five minutes. It's not about being gay, and they loved it. Yeah, and then I did that sixth minute, which is the start of my next fifteen minutes. It's all about being gay. Yeah, and I really were uncomfortable. Yeah. They didn't like me, and I he was think... like, I just have to. I don't have any other material. Yeah, I'm he does. Next really, fifteen minutes yeah. talking about this. But I, yeah, that's that's strange because the way he presents himself, well, not present like the way he is. He doesn't. Yeah, it's not a fake He's persona. Certainly a butch. Yeah, yeah. but like, I, I can understand if you're maybe homophobic and someone really flamboyant and oh my god goes yeah. out, you're not like it. But he's fucking like, um, I, I don't want to ruin his thing, but one of his jokes, very short joke, yeah. is, uh, raise your hand if you think I don't look gay. Pete, someone raise their hand. Yeah. Well, I. It'd be my pleasure to fucking prove you wrong, cunt. And yeah, that is not like the gayest thing I've ever heard someone say. Like, it's not what a schoolboy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not very feminine. Yeah, he, I like I it. I really him. like his act. He's got a very he. And did you start before him? No, no. no I was, I, he was he did raw last year. You wouldn't have done raw. No, I think he's been maybe twelve to eighteen months. He's had the fastest rise mm. of any comedian I've ever seen. Yeah. In terms of like people will give him gigs. Yeah. He went to Melbourne and he did the like the big, big comedy room in Melbourne and seems to have done a good job. Yeah, oh yeah, for Tommy Little or something. Yeah, I, I have no idea who it was for. But yeah. It was I was very jealous of uh I mean he will be more famous than than anyone I know personally in two years, that's my guess. Yeah, I He's think gonna, I think so. I think yeah. he'll kill it. Unless he does murder somebody. Yeah. Which could... I don't know. I've never seen him an angry... Neither have I. I don't think he's an angry man. No. Um, I think he's he's probably more likely to get into... Um, with some substances, I think. Well, I think he's... Yeah, post... Gosh. Imagine having that. Imagine beating temptation. Yeah. And then doing a thing where there's only temptation yeah. in the future. That is a... Unbelievable. He's going to... We should all be there. For, Rudy, you ever want a phone call? I'm here. I love you, baby. Yeah. Yeah. We're here for you, Roots. Um, now, first time I ever saw you perform... Yeah. ...was at... Uh, oh, now... Akabar opening for Crystalia. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. Um, and I I thought you were fucking hilarious. That's pretty I'd never... I'd never... 
excuse my ignorance, at that stage, this was maybe two years ago now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I hadn't heard of you. Oh, no. But fair, I also fair. was not in the comedy scene at all. <laughs> very successful. So, well, I think um, you were, well, no, I mean... It's very kind. To me, success, I don't know. In the comedy scene, of, in the Adelaide comedy scene, I've done very well. Mm-hmm. Any, also in the Perth comedy scene, better than average. Okay. So just like going to Perth. Yeah. That is the extent of all success. Did you do Perth World? Perth I Fringe World? I did do Perth Fringe World, which they refused to call the Perth Fringe. Yeah. Like, it's, the, it's Fringe World. Uh, it was good. It was fine. It was all right. It was, I don't know, they, $500 tickets there and back. Yeah. Well, no, well, that's $500 there and back. Yeah. I used to care about the art. I still do, yeah. I think. But now I look at more spreadsheets. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. You're going the wrong way. Oh, I should definitely get into it. I don't know. Selling marijuana at a profit. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> easy. That, that word seems straightforward. That's what they say. demand and I know all the people. I know Rudy. Yeah. Hello, Rudes. I don't know if Rudes is onto anything. No, me either. Is it hot? It Am is. Hot? It gets is hot. Is that going to fuck up the... It fucks up the audio. Oh, so, no. Well, I mean, I'll sweat through it. I'm quite, I'm quite warm as well, but... This shirt does this not is, breathe. This is how we have to do it. <laughs> Into a crumpled mess <laughs> by the end of this. Speaking of yeah. crumpled mess... Oh, yeah, please. This is, yeah. Thank you for that. What? what Flawless transition. Yeah. Now you're the way you dress on stage. Oh, sure. Is that every show or yeah, you untied tie, untied shirt with a tie? Yes. Yeah. What's that? How did you come to that decision? Well, I uh, if I think I was, if I was thinner, mm. I would tuck that shirt in. Oh, okay. But it's uncomfortable for an audience to see a fat the man tucked it. Yeah, they don't want to know. Uh, about it I see it pretty regularly I think I'm desensitised <laughs> it's the front row I think yeah. they might have an issue let me tell you this I, I'm I'm on that same sort of thing at the moment I've been since I retired from basketball yeah I've been put, putting were you on, a professional basketball player I was player? yeah I didn't know that yeah and now I'm, my face is a bit more round and um, my, my pants are a bit tight and I don't do tucks anymore professional to, athletes are very quick to, yeah, to blow out because we don't understand that you're not able to eat that way anymore yeah, because you're not yeah. going to be doing the exercise. No, oh, I'm not even. Oh, I'm not allowed to really. My knees are my knees are fried. Right. So, um, I don't do any exercise. So that's why I started comedy. I was like, that's my other passion. I've yeah. always been a huge fan. But um, and the adrenaline in some way is it at all comparable? I would imagine it was less. It's different. Yeah. It's just different. Yeah, because the adrenaline, like physical activity, gets like adrenaline going. Plus, you've got the crowd and everything, the yeah. competition. And in basketball, you've got a man going, bah, 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 yeah. and there's an organ. <laughs> Were you, who did you play for? I played for, well, I went to the AIS. Yeah. Um, and then I went to college in the US, Bryant University, for five years. And then I did some little stints in like, um, like uh, Paris, Barcelona, um, and China. Yeah. And I did... Townsville, or Townsville Crocs, are there? What with the the Townsville Townsville Crocodiles, team. the uh, NBL team? Yeah, we One currently season. have the man who's like the he's about to leave. No, Townsville's gone. They uh, oh, went bust. I think two or three years ago. What's the Queensland team that has the uh, Cairns Taipans or Brisbane Bullets? How many is basketball big in Queensland? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I feel it's only become successful. Like it was big when years. I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In the last four years. And then I had a big dip and it's sort of coming back. Yeah. Yep. So it's, is it just LeBron? No, I think there's a new owner of the NBL. Right. Who's doing, I think, much better things. I think they're allowed three imports now instead of two. So yeah. you get more talent in. Um, I don't think they're... They used to really hold on to 
older Australians much longer weren't like and yeah. younger guys weren't getting a chance so there'd be an 18 year old kid capable of doing a, a 36 year old's job but they'd keep the 36 year old right and so you're not getting a new fan base in with this kid's high school friends and everyone wanting to get around that you're not getting that yeah so I think there's more of that now as well so it's more like 36 is, is how old are you? I'm 29 so you were aging out of basketball when you were out or can you go up to like 30 oh yeah I know nothing about basketball um this is like Le- LeBron James is a freak of nature but he's yeah. 36 people now talk about his body as being yeah. like he really shouldn't be playing every game yeah but he just continues to yeah he should do what that man with the beard from Texas does. and Oh, James Harden. I believe that's his name. Uh, I live with a man who loves basketball. Yeah, okay. Like, that James Harden, he's, uh, he's got the wrong attitude. <laughs> he doesn't know. And I go, okay. He seems to be on a lot of video game boxes. Oh, yeah. But yeah. is he like, he's thought of as having a bad attitude and like... Oh, uh, he just, he puts up a lot of shots. He's okay. definitely chasing like most valuable player of the league every season that's like it seems like his motivation but he's not, not a championship yeah so if he was an AFL player he might be I don't know neither I think neither AFL way. might even have more of a team culture than basketball well if you have one good player on a basketball team you can be a very good absolutely team. but yeah very good but if you have two or if you get that third you're pretty much automatically a title contender and if you've got two you're, you're up there Someone, I was reading a thing about like weakest link sports versus superstar sports so like in cricket if you have a superstar you'll be okay like you just need like if you have the best batsman in the world your team is an okay team probably you'll struggle in all the other okay fields of the game but it's like you can have several bad players in a team and it's not the end of the world Mm. but in like in soccer if you have a really bad player out there you're just going to get walked out. Like, you're as good as your worst player. Oh, right. But in basketball, it's like very, like, emphasizing who is your, who is your top guy. Yeah. And then what are you giving him to work with? Yeah. But, like, you can have very shitty people comparatively on the team. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Which seems a, I wonder if that changes the, like, there are basketball superstars in a way that there are maybe not. As many in other games. Yeah. That's my theory. I would rather I can theorize about sport. I cannot watch a full game of basketball and know what it means. Really? I would like to. My dad was really into basketball. What's What's your sport of choice? Are you a sports? Player? I love AFL. AFL, yeah. But only in the last like four years. And are you? Because I was you're... depressed. <laughs> and I just started watching it to feel better. And you're from You're from Adelaide. I'm from Adelaide. So yeah. are you an Adelaide supporter I'm or Crowball? Crow, yeah, same. Uh, oh gee, we're gonna have a bad year. It's gonna be oh, great. Yeah. Yep. It's gonna be so good to just. I haven't had a really, really hopeless year with the Crows yet. Mm. So I'm looking forward to suffering and like turning up to a game in Melbourne. Yep. And getting like thrashed by North Melbourne. Mm-hmm. That'll be great. Yeah. And I'll be like, oh, I remember, oh, I remember ten years ago yeah. when I was there. We yeah. Lost by ten. Games. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that'll be good. When the the rise, you always yeah. want to be there through a rise. You don't want to be the guy that um, started. Following football this year and is a fan of the. I went to those Hawthorne games after they stopped winning premierships. Mm. That was a very bleak yes. uh, place to be. Mm. And also weed sponsors. I didn't realize they were a rich team before then. Yeah, but neither like, did they, I. They had like selling vaporizer machines in the like home humidifying devices. Oh right. Half time. It was very. Yeah, that is odd. It resonated with me. Yeah. Um, but I did not play. I did not play sport when I was young. I played badminton in high school. Yeah. But I was like a very uncoordinated fat kid. And I think it took until 
every <laughs> until like everyone who I grew up with was old enough who was good at sport mm. that they were either injured and wouldn't play anymore or they were like past their prime that I could like distance enough yeah and go like oh, this is a, this is an interesting domain yeah this is, I could I don't have to be good at it at my age like I couldn't be if I was the best person in the world at AFL by twenty nine I would I would probably be done yeah so it's like it's not about me anymore I can just enjoy it for them yeah yeah but you're recently out. Yeah, so I think I um, I finished up twenty seventeen maybe. Okay. And then I played, I played locally, at club level for one year, and that was pretty painful. And then I played just social. Yeah. Thinking like, oh, I'll just play social and I'll maintain my fitness. And then my knees just couldn't even cope with social. So, um, then I was like, well, time to time to really uh, have a crack at comedy. Sure. Yeah. Because I haven't come here because I'm impressed by your basketball career. Yeah. You came here because you seemed like a nice man. Sorry, <laughs> kid. I mean, tr- I mean, so like, so the body breaks down and it takes, what, like a year for you to go from that into comedy. Yeah. What are you doing for the year? Well, you're not, you're not doing what you've done for money. Yeah, just, um, well, I'm a, I've got a psych degree. Okay. So I'm a counsellor. Is that because in college basketball they make you study yeah. something at the same time? Great. Yeah. So I got that. So I'm doing, I do that by day at the moment. I kind of want to, I want to at least go down to four days. Yeah. So then maybe I can do what you said and after work on a Thursday, go go to Melbourne and do yeah. open mics. Or... I've, I've just started working full time. You, I don't, and this is with a child. Yeah. I don't think you have a child. No, There's no child at this house. No. That I've seen. Which is not always means that a person doesn't have a child. Yeah. Still. Uh, like, I didn't even work full time and do comedy at any point. Oh, okay. Long term. I don't think it's possible to do, like, it's fucking terrifying yeah. to do to work nine to five. Oh, gee, maybe, I mean, no one from my. I don't think anyone from my work. <laughs> we'll see. They might, and if they do, that's fine. It is very hard to do a nine to five five days a week, and then also have the energy to like go out mm. and have this huge success or fail moment. Yeah, which is more intense if it's to like thirty people. Oh, because because they can see you when you when you're there and when you walk off the stage and you go. Oh, Hate myself, and then you've got to, you know, when everyone else has been watching My Kitchen Rules or some yeah something to like just refresh relaxing, for the day, relaxing. Yeah. yeah, you're just like you're getting to sleep at twelve thirty. Yeah, you're up at seven again. Yeah, you've you worked. Like you've worked fine. yourself into this just this moment of full anxiety. It is though. It is yeah. now. So I mean, like, all right. I want to. So you said it was different during the sport. Yeah. It, so the the anxiety I would think would be bad. Yeah, well, I was I was much more confident at my sport. I've been doing it my whole life. Yeah. So it was just it was just second nature. Okay. This is a learned thing. That I mean, I guess if you really put it down to I've been studying comedy for twenty odd years because I mean, such a huge fan, but have never gone up on stage before, not even a talent show at school or anything. Which no one would ever do in sport. No one would ever go up in a sport. I've been watching basketball for twenty years. No. And today I give it a shot for the first time. Yeah. So. So yeah, I get I get very nervous before I go on stage. Once I'm up there yeah. and I've started speaking, I'm fine. Can I, that's I think that's really normal. Yeah. Can I, what has surprised you about uh, like the way you thought audiences would react, having watched a lot of comedy mm. versus doing it and going, oh, these are different sounds to what? Do you have that feeling at all? Oh, um, you go like, ah, oh, that's I thought that would get a bigger laugh or. No, no, I haven't yeah. felt like that because because I'm some, somewhat new. Yeah. Um, and I've always 
You felt, just expect it to go badly? I've just always <laughs> felt like you don't know what is funny to an audience until you tell it. So I've sure. never gone up with a joke that I haven't told and thought, this is going to kill. I've never really had that. Yeah. And then I feel like you work it out up there. And sometimes, even if you're not ad-libbing or changing it on stage, yeah. you can say a joke and it'll get a response and you can instantly be like, if I said it this way, yeah. that would have killed. Yeah, sure. Sometimes, and that's... Like while you're on stage. Yeah. Saying the next line. Yeah. Yeah. That's Because you... You're sort of odd in that you started out writing... You're a young man who's doing pre-written jokes and sets. Yeah. Uh, at a gig. Mm-hmm. Which is usually something that a young woman does. When she's like the word for word... I was I did the young word for word. Yeah. Thing where I would go like, these are my jokes. This is how I'm going to word it. I uh, thought about how I would phrase it beforehand. And that's what you seem to, yep. to do. You, you're not just... Whereas like a lot of people who you would have noticed that are starting out with you will get up and just have an idea mm-hmm. that they want to get and they'll phrase it differently every time they're doing yeah. a set and sometimes jokes will be there and sometimes they're not there. Uh, women always do it. Yeah, right. With like They'll have a set and they'll just go through the set. Never thought of it like that before. Like uh, It's a very sexist is, film. Why do you think that is? I think because young men are like, uh, I'm pretty great. <laughs> you will. These people will love me for who I am. Oh right. Once they see me, they'll know I'm. They'll know I'm pretty good. Oh right. Yeah, and I've, I mean, yeah, I've certainly seen that yeah. on stage where someone's gone up, and they've had the mindset of my friends think I'm funny, yeah. and they've gone up there and they've just. Sure. I've seen. I've seen that time and time again. Yeah. But I've never thought like that's why. But you also you didn't just want to do it for, the sake of doing it. You're, oh, if you're I really get, trying to do it. Now. Oh, I'm going to try and do it. I am working because I need money, and I'm not going to get any. I'm not going to get any cash gigs at this stage. So of course I'm working. It takes so long. Yeah. to get cash money. But, and also, if you get the cash money, I think it might have been Simon Taylor who told me this. He said, "I figured out if you did all the comedy clubs in Australia twice a year, mm. and they were paying you the normal, you know, like good at comedy rate, you could make." After flights, almost enough to pay tax. Yeah, but right. not not quite enough to pay tax. But you would you would be getting close. Yeah. So like, that's insane. Yeah. That's the higher. That's the fruit that everyone's trying to grab at. Yeah. At that level in the comedy scene. Yeah, and I mean the people that I've talked to that that are full time comics mm. uh, are often doing things like comedy courses. Yeah. Um, you know, corporate gigs. Oh, look, yeah, corporates would be great. Yeah. Um, I have, I don't think I've ever been invited back for a corporate gig. Yeah. I've done a bunch and I've been... T- Unless you're watching this and you think I'd be great for your corporate gig for some reason, <laughs> then I, I'll happily entertain the notion. I did the cheapest chips Christmas gig last year. I was so bad. I was unbelievably bad. Why? What? Like Because they did not want someone to tell them jokes. They wanted to have... They wanted to get drunk yep. on a company dollar... <laughs> yeah, and so like, like a Christmas and, oh, party's tough. That's Christmas party was hard. Uh, what else did I do? Man, I did a university one. I did Flinders University's O Week. I hosted there for a week, and I think I was just super offensive. Okay, because they just want you to fill in. They just want you to speak for like three hours and bring yeah. people up. And it's very hard to do crowd work with university students. Yeah, right. In the daytime, in an oval. Uh, I'm they not interested in daytime gigs either. No, no. Man, they pay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. if someone's gonna pay me, yes, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. But like, if if someone's like, oh, I've got this new open mic idea, Sunday afternoons out of this park, 
Um, trying to think of any Sunday afternoon gig. There's fifty. Worked. There's fifty people going. Yeah. Well, in daylight, like there's a difference. Darkness is very important. Yes, yeah, very important. Uh, people get self conscious about their laughter, oh, their face when they. And laugh sometimes and, you'll see this when they'll there'll be house lights on and the MC will be telling jokes and someone will have forgotten to turn them off and people will just be like chatting away. Yep. The second the light is out, people shut up. Yeah. They're super conditioned to be respectful in the dark. Yeah. Not all the time. Especially in this business. Yeah. Oh. oh. <laughs> but it's it's so important that audiences are in the dark. I feel like you would be fantastic at handling he- hecklers. I lo- uh, yeah. yeah. Well, for a while, I loved it. Because I feel because like you're I such a... Material. Yeah, you're such a um, sort of on off-the-cuff type of dude, I feel like. Like, well, that's what your show well, is. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, that is true. I mean, I started doing it because I, I had no time to write yeah. anymore. Because we had the baby and we were moving. How old's the baby? 11 months now. And how long do you think you're going to do, do it by months? Uh, one year, I hope. <laughs> and then you go, she's about a year old. She's a year old. About a year old. Yeah. Year and a half. Yeah. So Almost eight, two. 18 months. the next one after that. You don't go 18 months? Yeah. It's when people are going. Yeah, eight, well, 18 is fine. Yeah, 36. <laughs> I want to start. Maybe I could bring back months. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, hold on. That's a pretty... I don't have to write it down. I can just watch this back. But the joke would be, my baby is 11 months old. Yeah. And it's very hard to bond with my baby because we've got a big, big age gap. I mean, I'm 400 yeah. months old. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I think there's something there. I like that. Alright, that makes it to the stage. Especially because you're um you are a bit silly as well. Yeah, I think um, I got less silly though as I went. Okay, because the um the last time I saw you at, at HQ Brook, uh, uh Brick Room. Yeah, which is closed now. Yeah, sadly. yeah, but it's now moved to Brooklyn on um, okay. yeah on Rundle Street. But Rashad, what up? Who's yeah, that? Is he Brooklyn? Yeah. Okay. He's I went to school with him. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> and he was very cool in English, and he would like sit up the back, and now he owns a. Very cool part mm. where you can have your hair cut. Yes, apparently. Yeah. I don't. I don't um, get my hair cut in bars. I haven't yet. Yeah, I'm pretty. Uh, Maybe I'm wrong. I get a bit nervous about my hair. I like to get the same person to cut my hair all the time and braid it. What do you have to get? That? Do you, they shave the side? Yeah. So they they fade they fade the side and the back. Yeah. And well, I get it braided first by another establishment. I go to. How many people are at work on your facial hair at any given? Do you shave your own beard? No, no. I get them really? when they cut my hair. They cut my face. Yeah. Yeah. So I go... Are those your real eyebrows? Yeah, these are mine. These yeah. are mine, yeah. Yeah, I grew these in recently. Isn't but... that beautiful? Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I, I went to... I used to have a barber in Adelaide. I would go to Frank's. Yeah. Was, uh, I don't know if he's a good barber. I like chatting with Frank. Um, yeah. Do you know Ebenezer Place? Yeah. Frank's there. And they go, ah, how are you doing? Oh. I reckon I've been there before when I first moved back to Adelaide and I was searching yeah. for a barber. Yeah. He didn't do it for you? No. I find some people can struggle with textured hair though. Uh, sure. Yeah. My wife is uh, of Samoan descent. Oh, okay. And she has like one woman that she will allow to cut her hair. And that is it. I like, like how, I like how you, uh, you went with Samoan and not Samoan. Oh, no, I insist. Yeah, I, I used to have a Samoan uh, housemate. Uh, look, my, my daughter is one... What is she? She's one-eighth Samoan. Yeah. Yeah, I've got to, I've got to play that up so she can get those grants. She's not, yeah. And she's rugby, a very pale be... ginger Samoan girl. <laughs> she'll be good at rugby though. Maybe underestimated. As rugby a sevens is okay. Mm. As a sport to watch, women's rugby sevens. I don't get it. It's quite exciting. I get excited by it, but I don't know what's happening. Oh, no. It's like there's, they clearly, they like when they throw it to a person, they throw it to the person they mean to throw it to. Mm. I have. You don't think the men do that? Mm-hmm. In rugby, yeah, no, they can do that too. Yeah, but it's okay. the women in the in the other 
I don't know, sometimes I watch the women's AFL and it's, it's you just go, is, has this been popular enough to have this many teams on television? We're about to get cancelled. That's my <laughs> only, it's like, there's like, is there's enough, and everyone, there's like enough good players for, I don't know, six teams, maybe. I think some people are filling up the numbers. And that's also true of the Gold Coast Suns men's team. So there's oh, nothing outrageous man. about that. Yeah. They're just few teams. I felt for them. I felt for him because I've been, I've been, in, I've been in a team like that. And just couldn't, couldn't get it done. What's really it like being in a very bad team? Were you a good player in a bad? I team was good. Bad I was a good player in that team, um, but uh, it doesn't, it doesn't fix anything. The stat, you, your stats go up, and you yeah. still feel like shit at the end of the day. So because you're losing every game. Yeah. Did you win a game? It's like, it's like bombing every set. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like bombing every set with a double act. Yeah. And the other guy's fucking kill it. You'd, you'd leave him. Or her. You'd have to, yeah. I didn't. Um, yeah. I didn't have an. I didn't have a chance. I mean, not chance. I didn't want to, but I yeah. was on a scholarship at this. This college. was the university. Yeah, and they were actually transitioning from Division Two to Division One, and I was in the first recruiting, right. the first Division One recruiting class at that school. So what? So that, they were phasing out the. Yeah. So it was all the. There was like six of us, I think. Um, Division One recruits and everyone else in the team were all Division Two players for their career. Yeah, playing now against Division One players, so it was very, uh, very difficult. Oh, speaking of a man, have you been out to the French Club this year? Just once. It is a, it is, it's a joy. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. I have only managed to go once as well, but mm-hmm. I got quite drunk and I spoke with a man who loved his division. I don't. know, It's called League One. Uh, I don't know what they're called in the UK, but he's like. His soccer team, Premier League. His yeah, his, so he was, uh, so he was not. He, his team was not a Premier League team. Oh, okay. He was desperately passionate about like relegation. <laughs> it was like yeah, but like no, they were like they were they maybe would get up. Yeah. And there was this whole plan in place for transition. And he's like, you know about. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> no, he's like he's not on the team. He just loves the team, but he was just like really passionate. I, I was that. like, do you get to watch them on TV? And he goes, absolutely not. <laughs> no, no, they they would not put this team on television very often. Yeah. But we have a podcast. And I follow it on Twitter. Oh, and wow. He was, but then what was interesting is when he goes, if we were a chance of going up a league, and then immediately we're going to have to fire everyone that I love on this team who has like gotten us there. Mm. And maybe some can come with us. Yeah. And but it's like, you have to do a total restructure yeah. to try and hang on to the next. That seems brutal. Yep. Uh, but it's a business at the end of the day. Sure. But also then people come down a league and they get worse. Because they can't afford the team that they had in yeah. the previous league. And so then you're even worse than you were. Yeah. At the, I don't follow any sport that does that. Yeah, no, well, it's not. I don't but think it it's, seems, it, it's. Like, very, if you bomb out in the AFL, guess what? We're going to help you with some draft picks. Yeah. You'll be moving back up. I think it's more European sports because there's so many divisions over there. Whereas in, yeah. in like Canada, US, Australia, it's just like your main league. And that's, well, that's no one it. drops out of the like, NFL. No. Like, it seems so much more exciting to yeah. have something to play for. And it also like emphasizes class division. Mm. Where it's like, no, we're a middle of the road team. Yeah. There's pride in that. Yep. We're not being relegated. <laughs> we're hanging on yeah. once again. Yeah. Like t- when the Tottenham Hotspur come fourth, yeah. they go probably where we should be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're not not mad about it. Yeah, that's I like that. Um I've got a question. Your yeah. your vocab. Oh yeah. Impeccable. Thanks, man. I've Do got a you? BA. Are you a big reader? Uh, I was. Yeah. Since the baby, I'm an audiobooker. 
Okay. Um, and I, even then, yeah, I would say I read. Yeah. Uh, there were some years where I was very down and sad at university, and I did I did nothing but read. Yeah. Yeah. I quit video games to do more reading. Yeah. So and because um, I've been I've been told sometimes about my jokes like oh your word choice yeah. is like really really good yeah and I I mean I'm a big word guy I like words but um, I'm I trying don't... to make I'm trying to cut big words out you are well oh, no, no, that's where they're I'm... alienating yeah. because you don't want to use a word that I I don't I will sometimes not know what people don't know and yeah. I I use the big words when I'm haven't written a thing. I meant when I said yeah. big word guy, I meant right. big fan. Like big, big fan, fan of words. words. No, I, yeah. I meant long words. Yeah, right. No, yeah, so that's the sort of it's a sort of attention to words that mm. we should have been more careful. With. Well, yes. Yeah. Um, so, so what people are saying you have good word choice. Good word choice. What's funny, it? funny word choice. Like I've got a joke about yeah. um, my college days, and I've got a I've got a sexual finishing move called the shocker. Yeah. And in America, the shocker is the Barracuda, but yeah. I didn't know that. And when I was telling the guys in America about my new finishing move called the Shocker, they were looking at me sideways. Yeah. Which apparently people over here don't really say that much. No. Yeah. In America, they would say looking at me sideways. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they love it. They fucking love it. They, they love look, looking at me sideways. Looking at me sideways. They love that. It's very weird. Booty. I was like, oh, booty? They like yeah, booty? booty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know why they would laugh if I said booty. Because I don't look like a man who should say pretty booty. Pretty juvenile, but like I'm like, yeah, well, I'll, I'll continue saying that. I'm doing one at the moment where I say, I talk about free-range eggs. And I, I say, these are extremely free-range eggs. The farmers don't even know where these chickens are, yeah. man. <laughs> and, but the, the man yeah. makes everyone go quiet and loud again. Yeah. Like I've tried to go, people don't even know where these chickens are. And people go... People laugh, but if I go, people don't even know where these chickens are, man. That man. <laughs> yeah, that is funny. Like, I don't even know why. I have no idea. <laughs> that I is just funny, like right? saying, it's like, so it could be any noise, I think, that I make there. But something about putting the extra word on the end of the sentence when people want to laugh and then suppressing that and then it pushes it out mm. afterwards. Maybe it's I'm almost, overthinking it. It's almost like a controlled version of when you're a kid and you're not supposed to laugh and you're holding it in. Yeah. And then you just It's you like telling the audience it. to shut up yeah. while they start to laugh. Yeah. So they'll laugh more later on. And which is actually That like, may be not I don't I have no idea, but that's it feels like, good. Kinda of goes against the rules of comedy as well. But Yeah, because you're just meant to be going one, two, three, yeah. Gag. Yeah. Do you know about improv? Yeah. Uh, like, like yes, yes Andy. And. Okay. So I was watching uh uh what's it called? It's called Making It. Um, and it's the it's the woman and the man from Parks and Recreation. Oh yeah, um, whose names escape me. Amy Poehler. Right. And she and was a bright citizens brigade, I think. And like which man, was, like Aziz Ansari? Uh, no, no, uh, Offerman. Aziz oh, Ansari is still not allowed to have a show. But he oh will. yeah, yes, he he's cancelled. No, um, well, he got that special. That I think it was a Spike Jones special. I gotta tell you this, yeah. I hated that special. I loved the way it was shot. I loved the way it was shot. I didn't love that special. I didn't love the way. That the whole special sounded like an ASMR on YouTube. I was like, stop doing that to the microphone. I didn't like that he like did a very weird. It wasn't addressing very funny, of like yes the sexual the thing. Yeah, yeah. It was almost like a it was like a contrived apology. And, yeah, but yeah. also he ended the Me Too. He was the first person in the whole of the Me Too movement where there was like widespread, like the Guardian published a piece. Mm. Saying, I don't think what he did was that bad. Yeah. Uh, 
which was good because there was there was no due process for any of these guys. And okay, Harvey Weinstein got due yeah. process today. Yeah, but yeah. a lot of these guys are just your job's gone. Yeah, and it's like, well, hold on, this, is there an investigation? Is, this is why we should bring back dueling. I've been wanting to do a bit on this and have to figure it out. But yes. in the old days, if you touched a woman in an inappropriate way, you had to risk that her father would try and shoot you oh. tomorrow morning. But now, well, could we just have rumours about you? Mm. That's not a deterrent. No. You might have to kill an innocent old man trying yeah. to stand up for his daughter. That would really work. Hold on. Oh, the me too. I want to say, no, the yes ending. Oh, yes. So, yes. All right. So, it was like... We go on tangents here at the right. Potty Podcast. I'm, I'm pulling it back. I can remember <laughs> what it was. It's like she... So she knows about Yes Anding, and it was like I'm I'm emceeing a, an improv show on the weekends. Yeah. In the garden, and it's it's good. People are very talented, but often they will someone will go like, "There's a hat over there," and someone will go, "Yes, and it's a green hat or mm. something." And they just like it's very it's literal Yes Anding. Like you just take whatever the other person says and you build that. And, uh, but what she did, which was like. Yes, Annie, that made me think that was really exciting is that Nick Offerman says to her something like, uh, and they're just bantering, so it's not a scripted show, something like, um, uh, Amy's a millennial, and she's not, she's a, she's a mother of two, yeah. 40s or something. Amy's a millennial, so um, she doesn't know what a typewriter is. And she goes, no, I know what a typewriter is. Yeah, put it on your head and you spin around or something. Yeah. But it was like, it was that she was yes anding to the deeper context of, of what he was saying. Knowing. Is you're an idiot. Yeah. Yeah, rather than she actually doesn't know what that is. Yeah. And on the spur of the moment to be able to do that. It wasn't an explicit, like, continuation of what he was saying. It yes, was... but the spirit of what he was saying was yes. being continued. And so, in a, like, it was a yes and that started with a verbal no. Yeah. But, and I thought that was... Man, I don't even know if that's hard, but I just like, I never see anyone do that. Because the, I mean, just in banter, you would do that. Yeah. But within an improvisational setting to go, oh, I know what you're saying, and I'm going to not, like, I'm going to disagree with you to agree with you. Ah, it seemed pretty. And have you, you know? done improv before? Ah, uh, never. No, because... No, I do it with this. In this show, I make things up. Yeah, because like, yeah, what I said before, like you're very, yeah, very off the cuff, you're very good at it. And very, I don't know if it's because you're That's well-read kind. or if you're naturally I witty. I think there are a lot of imp- well-read people who can't do improv. Yeah. But I get uncomfortable doing improv because mm. I don't trust the other people I'm doing improv. Okay. You know what I... Yeah, but with a one-man show, you don't need someone else to add to what you're saying. It's nice so, to make it's like, talk to people. Yeah, it's like yeah. Michael Scott always yeah. bringing out... He's a spy or whatever it was yeah. when he was doing improv. Like, that he always pulled it... I haven't it, seen that. Well, like, is uh, this an office thing? Where yeah, he, he would always, right. he would always like, whisper, I've got a gun. <laughs> like, every time, and it would turn into him being, like, fucking 007. It was to take it down his avenue. Yeah, yeah. and it's just like, yeah... I, I can see why sometimes with some partners improv would be a bad thing if they're not so good at it. Sure. Yeah. But then I, I also want to, I don't know, I want, I find improv very complicated with other, any performance with other people mm. I find very painful. Yeah. Uh, which seems like a fucking stupid thing to say, but it's true. I don't know why. I want to be able to control Oh, well, because you're a comic, there. that's why. And that's yeah, how... That's probably it. Because you can just do it. There's no one else there to... Yeah. It's a beautiful art form and it's fucking so difficult. And um, when people tell me that they're not into comedy, I, I, I can't believe it. You have it. a problem with that? Yeah, I don't understand it. I've just been a fan my whole life. Well, who, who, well, who did you like? Who are your top 
Montauk guys are pretty standard. Um, yeah. Like like Chappelle and Burr, I think are the best. Yeah. Today, are you a Norm Macdonald fan? I love Norm. Yeah. Um, I think I like probably his talk show where more he than his where he does his off the cuff stuff yeah, more okay. than his stand up. Yeah. Um, but like, for someone like joke writers, because I'd say Burr and Chappelle more stories, more observations. Sure. But Dave um, Chappelle is like the yeah all those bits. But I just watched the juicy Smoulet bit. Oh yeah, on my phone yeah. That like the joke writers, Jesselnick, yeah, and Hedberg, yeah. Um, but that's not my. I don't know how to do that. That's not my comedy. Sure. Um, but I, I I like what they do. Like you don't learn anything about those guys from their sets. No, I think they don't want you to know. Yeah. And if you if you talk to the joke writer comedians, they don't want to. They don't want to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, there are very few jokey joke writer one liner comedians. Yeah. Who'll be like, let's go and have a drink after the show. They'll yeah. Like, got their notebook they'll go home thank you very much yeah goodbye yeah which is maybe a better way to live <laughs> but yeah probably maybe healthier yeah yeah um now in, in, oh. in terms oh. of oh yeah if we're going uh to talk about um whatever we were just talking about uh, yeah, yeah. improv yeah we've got a segment of the show here oh yeah where we I get in emails of uh, would you rather's? Yeah. And I usually give a, an answer. Okay. And why, why I would choose that. Okay. So, um, we've got, uh, would you rather there always be crumbs in your bed or always be rocks in your shoes? Rocks in the shoe. Cause you don't always have to wear shoes. Mm. And I'm, a, I'm very anti-crumb in the bed. Like I'm not a neat man. Yeah. But I will get angry if there's crumbs in the bed. Yeah. Yeah. Rocks in the shoe is hard. Ah, I would feel like you would never have any relief from the crumbs in the bed. Even when you're not in Yeah, there. like you'd have that, you've had a hard day and you're like, <laughs> I want to go to... Yeah, because when, when you're out of bed, you've got to do things. I feel mm. bedtime is the only time that you can really be at peace and rest. I assume you'd have to have crumbs on a futon or a couch as well. Any sleeping... Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. You don't get to just decide to sleep on the couch, I don't yeah, think. because that's what I would do. Yeah. Or you would wear like, I don't know, some not quite a shoe. Yeah. Like a sandal. But yeah. yeah, definitely I would have rocks in the shoe. Yeah, I think I'd choose rocks in the shoe just because I hate the beach. Yeah. And I feel like crumbs in the bed is the same as sand in the bed, which, oh, which makes Any me... granular yeah. quantity in a sleeping environment. Yeah. Just trying to do my big words. <laughs> <laughs> would you rather give up brushing your teeth or wiping your butt? Uh, wiping the butt if I'm allowed to have a B-day. If I'm allowed to Whoa, do something similar. And yeah. I do love a bidet. Yeah. I'm going you, to Europe in a few weeks. Well, and I'm very, that's a joy there. But yes. even on the way, if you get that Dubai stopover, you get to go to that airport. Oh, we're going, that we're going Doha. Doha. I've never been to Doha. Ever, wait, wait so. is it India? Where's Doha? Where's Doha the airline? Is Doha a place? Doha, Doha? is a place. I'm going Qatar yep, okay. through Doha, wherever that is. I don't know where Doha is. Neither, now that, now that you say we'll that. We'll find out what their exciting toilets are. Mm. And... Uh, okay, assuming there's just no bottom cleaning. Mm. What was the first one? Brushing teeth. Yeah. I have no idea. I think the bottom is meant to be sort of self-cleaning. Really? Don't you get an itchy asshole if you don't... Um, yeah, I do. Yeah, me yeah. too. But, uh, like in the wild, no animal wipes their bottom. Do you reckon they get itchy? Yeah, they do scoots. You know, they do the scoots. Yeah. Yeah. So if we're allowed to scoot around, <laughs> yeah. it's fine. But also, like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to give up. 
I think you could not brush your teeth if you had like on Survivor. I don't think they have toothbrushes. <laughs> I would honestly rather get caught scratching my ass yeah. than scoot longer. Well, like at least the the ass you could cover with like a with pants or something. Yeah, you could trap the yeah. smell you've got. But if you just if you have a bad breath, that's it. No one will love you. Yeah, I think I do hate bad breath, but I yeah. don't I don't feel comfortable with the itchy asshole situation. I think I'd go with the teeth and I'd do the old school thing. Remember when they they used to say um. Eating, eating an apple is as good as brushing your teeth I've or something. I've never heard that. I love it. I'm pretty sure I it's heard insane. something it's like that when I, when I was... Yeah, yeah it's, it's ridiculous. But I'm pretty sure that's what... I think I would just attempt to do that. And maybe no, when we, the core gets down, I'd maybe just scrub it over my teeth this, or something. I need to know if we're allowed to do like brushing adjacent mm, like, with, like a stick. Small stick, I'd be fine. Mm. Even if I could floss. Well, I don't know the rules. All right. But let's, let's just say... Okay, let's thing. say nothing adjacent. But so... No. You, yeah, I think we differ on that yeah, one. I'd leave my ass out. Would you rather be slow and very lucky? Yeah. Or quick and always correct? Like physically? I want to experience slow. quickness. Slow and very lucky. Yeah. Or always be quick and correct. It doesn't really specify. Quick and, quick and correct sounds like something I like Stormzy would have on his next album. Mm. That sounds like a specifically grime. Yeah. Grime, like say. Quick and correct. Uh, yeah, I'd be quick and correct. Yeah, I think I'd be quick and correct. <laughs> Slow and lucky is no one's. No, no and, um, and <laughs> yeah, you can be very lucky, but that doesn't mean you're always lucky. And even though you don't have the speed to take advantage of that situation. Yeah. But if you're correct. If you're quick and correct. <laughs> quick and correct. I don't mind that. Yeah. I'm taking quick and correct. Yeah. Would you rather have wet socks always? Or um, always have socks with broken elastic band. A broken elastic band, because I prefer the broken elastic band. Yeah. I've got bad, bad leg circulation. Oh, so, so you... I get the little line around it. Yeah, do you get um, the um, like almost like a cankle situation where it comes out... When you take your socks off, oh, you're, very, you're compressed from the, the sock dip line Yes. Down. I get that. That's it. It's horrible. Mm. Uh, and But wet socks, I didn't know people hated them. Oh, there really? Was a, someone wrote wet socks at my Devil's Advocate show last week. Oh, and people booed. People booed the defensive wet socks. Wow. They said they wouldn't do it. Oh, I hate wet socks. I'd have to go broken elastic yeah. band, yeah. I'd break the elastic on purpose. If you can find me a loose elastic sock. Unbelievable. There's a cardinal sock that I want to buy. Like the cardinals of the Roman Catholic Church. Yeah. They have one... That's where red socks comes from. Okay. It's always wear the red sock. Yeah. But it's like there's one company that makes these socks. And they build them like they're $30 a sock. A pair? Yeah, probably a pair. Yeah. <laughs> Their website says the best socks in the world. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, not mad? No, no, but <laughs> hit me up. Cardinal so- I'm sure they're getting enough. Oh, yeah. Speaking of, um, I don't know, sponsorship. Yeah. You sold your soul for radio station. A heartbeat. I'd do it again. So yeah. this was while you were moving to Melbourne, was it? No, before I, I was doing a, I did like when I did hit weekend breakfast. Okay. Yeah. No, no, that's not like, what I mean. Oh, not the, oh, with the car radio. Yes. Thing. Yeah. I'm thinking of doing it again. Yeah. Because I got a new car. It seemed very uh, clever. They, yeah. you got some pretty decent Thank attention you. off of it. But no. No job. No. Oh, I just wanted more stuff. Oh, you want more stuff? <laughs> I also did it when. They're giving you a lot of swag, weren't they? I got a lot of swag. Yeah. Because they, because that's why I started doing it because I thought. If you run a radio competition, they just have bad, like, hats. Mm. I would have liked a mug. You didn't get a mug? I didn't get a mug. I got what? a couple of 
Uh, They've all got mugs too. That's infuriating. I got a jumper from Hit. Yep. But I already owned that. And I just uh, pretended to have got it Because you were working there before. I was that, well, when Cosby Sweater came out by... Uh, Matt Wilmore. Uh, Hilltop Woods. Oh. Hilltop Woods did Cosby Sweater. And it was just before the Bill Cosby stuff came out. Oh, and so they goodness. made Cosby Sweaters. And then the Bill Cosby stuff came out. Mm. And I think they just went quietly on the sweater. They should have embraced it maybe further, I think. If they knew anything about marketing, everyone's going to be Googling <laughs> Bill Cosby. Cosby. Well, uh, Hilltop Hoods came out and said, no, it's about Biggie Smalls. He <laughs> yeah. said Cosby sweater. So yeah. we reference him. <laughs> there are no outstanding allegations against Biggie Smalls. Um, I know. Now, we also get advice emails. Oh, yeah? So if you want to give some advice I would to, some, to give some, some advice. lucky people here. Please. My girlfriend is incredibly creative. This is just the subject line. This is a okay. three-line subject line. So. My girlfriend is incredibly creative and has started writing a webtoon, but has stopped after chapter three because she doesn't think anyone will like it. Correct. <laughs> How many successful webtoons? <laughs> yeah, and that's true. And this is the body of the email. Okay. She woke up one morning with an idea for a story and I pushed her to write this all down. The plot itself is incredible. And this guy sounds very supportive. But, yeah, um, he does. Uh, I'm not much of a reader by any means, but her idea has me hooked. Okay. How could I help her show people her idea without having it completely stolen? She's been super down on herself and stopped working on this story. No, I want to find down. that fire again. Where should I start? Thanks and bung bung. Uh, I don't know. Shit, that's hard. Um, well, I'll tell you. Yep. Oh, this isn't very helpful, but yep. selling anything to any type of um, you know, network or oh, agency. Yeah, production company, yeah. Yeah, um, not, very, not very easy to do. They will shoot you down in a heartbeat. Sure. Yeah. I've, yes, I've experienced that. Yeah. Uh, but if she enjoys doing it, just do and it. She likes it. Just do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Like Try and like self-publish. Put it out on YouTube and see if, if it it's a webtoon. Yeah. yeah. But also, if it's like, if it's, I mean, if it's more, I always advise people not to do stand-up comedy mm. when they're thinking about it because it's so painful mm. that like if it, if you don't have to do it, don't put yourself through it. But for many people, it's it's more painful to stop. Yes. So they wish they were doing. It. So if like if she's down on herself and she's not happy, well. If, well, it doesn't matter if anyone else likes it. Yeah, you know? exactly. I mean, it's better if other people like it because yeah. they'll pay you huge quantities of money for your webtoon. But if they don't, that's fine. Yeah. I would say YouTube um, because, yeah, if it's successful, leave it up to the people to decide and they'll yep. find it. And if it blows up, it blows up. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. And she still has her creative outlet. And I would aim it at children. Yes. Because... Uh, they're killing it. That, that bluey market... That's what it is. Mm. Peppa Pig is yesterday's news. Yeah. I don't know what this webtoon is, but I say f- chase the dollar. Yep. The ABC is looking for another follow-up hit. Yeah, absolutely. That's what you need to do. Chase the money always. Um, opposite of what we said before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, this one's a simple subject line here. Yeah. Why am I confused all the time? Hi. So this has been a problem since a really long time now. I am a 20-year-old female... And I struggle with sticking with a decision all the time. Oh, it's in your DNA. I'm not offering anything. <laughs> uh, like my head is in both places all the time. I don't understand why I can't make a decision in my life. I'm confused all the time. So, sounds like someone maybe asked you where you want to eat tonight. Um, please help me. What can I do to overcome this and become a strong-minded individual? 
Any help is appreciated. Thanks in advance. Hope you're having a good day. Bung, yeah. bung. Don't even try. Don't even try to be an individual. I, that's my feeling. Yeah. Just blend in with the crowd. Wear grey on grey all the time. Maybe beige. Um, don't think for yourself. Join some type of cult, I would say. Um, Look, Friedrich Nietzsche said that uh, a meaningful life in a post-God world was one where you forged your own values and you became like uh, the overman. You're above other people. You're beyond good and evil. You don't have to worry about that anymore. You make your own morals. Uh, He was wrong. (laughs) He was dead wrong. It's been proven. Everyone's proven against that. Just do what's easy and makes you happy. And is logically consistent with the natural law. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You're probably overthinking things. Don't think about things. Feel them. And you'll probably come to a decision. Unless what you feel is Is, is bad. Yes. Like I'm going to drive my car at high speeds through a school. Yeah, don't do that. And that's and that shouldn't be confusing. And if it is, I would seek yeah, I'd seek some type of We've got of your email help. and we're gonna touch base. <laughs> <laughs> now, before you go. Yeah. Oh, I've had a nice time. Um do you um how do you prepare for your show actually? Do you or is it yeah. Do you have to get into some type of creative mode or uh, uh, no. Well, Okay, this show, I pick house music that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. And that's it. I used to do other things too. Do you have any rituals before you perform? I used to always count how many people were in the audience. Mm. The first eight years that I did really? comedy, I would compulsively stand beside the stage. And I'd one, two, three, four, five, which was hard when it was a big gig. Yeah. Uh, and now I just don't. Now I just look at it and I go, that's oh, about 30. And <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> But I used to obsessively go, 47, okay, well then, yep, that's a show. We've got 47, we've got a show. And I would like, or if it was like under 40, I would go, doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, um, but I don't do it anymore. I used to, I used to not drink, mm-hmm. and I used to drink, and now I, I pay no attention to it. So I just try not to be drunk. Yeah. Uh, it's the post-show ritual that I find hard. Yeah, right. Because it's when you come off a, when you come off a bad show, having a system in place so that you do not fall apart yes. is very important. And then when you have a good show, uh, if it's really good, I'll fall apart anyway, but it'll be about an hour afterwards. So it's about using the hour between coming off stage and crashing mm-hmm. to get into a very safe space. Mm. Yeah. And um, not being arrogant about how well you've done. Uh, no, I've never done that. Never I've done never that, managed that. <laughs> no, neither, but I've seen it. Yeah. In my, Which my people come months. off and they're like, well, you go don't like, worry about it, man. Well, yeah, pretty good. Whatever. Or, or if you go, or if you even say good set, like, yeah, yeah, I know. Like, what? Who's saying That's that? Fucking unreal. Well, I'm not going to. Does that make you feel unhappy? It. I've been saying I kick goals. Um, are we no, off? What's no, happening? Yeah, we're still on. Um, I, feel I like haven't been using the space on the video. There's nothing on the podcast. Whoop. Uh, before you go, we like to play a game. Okay. We play a game for charity with every guest. Okay. What's the charity? Oh, I your choice. You. Oh, really? Yeah. Ah. Um. Oh. Well, what's the game? Tell me the game first. Well, the game we've created a game called Devil's Advocate. Oh, really? And it's essentially your show, oh, that's and cool. so it gives people a little little preview, and yep. also I'm going to rate 
your response to all of these things, one to ten, and that is a dollar amount That's of what I will donate to charity. Alright, um, bloody, uh, some bushfire charity. Bushfire. Are we still, oh, actually, they've got enough money. They've got so much uh, money. A flood, a flood charity. Flood charity. Yeah, because they've, you know, they need help too. Flood charity. Um, you'll be able to see the charity on welcometothepotty.com slash charities, um, to see all the charities. That bloody hell, I should have an immediate charity. The St. Vincent de Paul Society. Saint I like St. Vincent de Paul. Saint, I take it back. Saint, Sorry, flood victims. <laughs> I hope St. Vincent de Paul can help you out. St. Vincent de Paul. All right. Because they give me good suit jackets. Cheap. Ah, yeah. $6. Well, a little, a little more. I'm going towards the 15 now that the hipsters know about. What do we got? Are you ready? Yep. It's okay to recline your seat in economy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Under three conditions. Okay. The seat behind you is empty. Yep. The seat behind you is occupied by a small child who's not going to mind. Yes. Or you're just feeling yourself that day. Okay. Uh, you just you come not, off a good set. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you not recline your seat? In the, you're, Me, you're I never do because I know how uncomfortable I get and I don't feel comfortable putting someone else in that position. But you're so tall. Mm. You owe it to yourself mm. to maximize your space. And I've paid for it and I do understand all this. But they can let their seat back too. Like everyone should let their seat back and mm. then we would all be more comfortable. Yeah, I don't. I don't no, do it. no, this is a. It gets in everyone's. Well, I always, every time I want to move my seat back and I can't do it because there's someone there and I feel bad about it. I just think we should all, we should all, just everyone agree to do it. Mm. We'll all be more comfortable. We'll all have the same amount of well, space. Well, you know how they tell you, uh, please put your um, your tray, your tray tables up. Yeah. they should have an announcement. Everyone, please recline your seats. So then everyone just does it, and we don't need to have a conversation. You've about done it. that better than I could ever hope to do. Well, you kind of brought it on, though. No, I think we should. I think you should give yourself a ten <laughs> for that <laughs> wonderful response there. Ten. All right. All right. Robots should not be made to look like humans. Uh, yeah, I'm even uncomfortable with the arm at a mm. at a car factory that's coming yeah. and yeah. doing doing these things. Uh, I don't think we once once they get sex robots. Spot on, mm-hmm. which I don't think they're there yet. And how are we going to clean those, by the way? They'll have a function. Yeah. It'll be like oh, a dishwasher. Oh. You just push, <laughs> just push a button. Uh, that's the end, I think, of humanity. Oh, it would I take such might, a feat of human will. It might. For someone who grew up with sex robots. It might help us. Humanoid. It might well, help. How so? Well, I think there's a lot of um, like crazy people out there that, may, like, you know, people that don't have the best. Um, you saying paedophiles can have child sex robots? Well, no, 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 no not at all. We gotta burn them, uh, string them up. But I think uh, these people with bad hygiene, no teeth, um, yeah. that aren't very good at getting sex, they they would all of a sudden have an outlet for their um, semen, and they would then maybe be a little bit less inclined yeah. to be those psychos out in the street. Sometimes they would be so relaxed. Yeah, from all the I I I no longer am of the opinion. That is it. I think I don't know if I'm right, but like I used to think, uh, in I used to believe in catharsis of some kind, where it's like you get that out of the way, mm-hmm. you're okay, and it's true. After um, uh, you have uh, the sexual uh, emission of fluid, there is a good twenty minutes of feeling clear minded, quite relaxed, mm-hmm. indeed, sleepy even. Yes, but then I think. It's probably worse than like you get into a cycle. Then people get addicted mm-hmm. to coming, and they're yeah. using that as a drug to feel okay and mm. better about themselves. And I think that's a dangerous cycle. 
And uh, it's bad. I think that's a bad avenue to go down. Yeah. I saw a, a statistic that said like some cra- like something like I think it was over fifty percent of people who work in offices have masturbated in the bathrooms of their offices. That's wild. Boring, right? And you don't like your job. Uh, oh right, so it makes you get some excitement into your day. I think so, and then it's like, man, ha- just I, people should purify themselves. And should pursue virtue. Yeah, these people know, need, uh, need Jesus. Well, they need not just Jesus, <laughs> but very strict Catholic rules about where you are and are not allowed to have orgasms. Yeah, because that Sex works out well no. priests. But now, there are many failed priests. <laughs> but you know what? Uh, actually, I got to do this on stage the other day. Like, Anglicans can get married. Mm-hmm. You know, they can... They can ejaculate wherever they want. Right. They have used children too. Well, okay. No one wants to talk about that. It hasn't worked. Mm. Maybe you're less likely to have sex with a child if you're a Catholic priest. That's probably not true. But who's written that study? Oh, who wants to do it? Mm? Who's got the nerve in this environment? Yeah. That's how I feel. And I stand by it. I don't think that was a good answer. And maybe the there's maybe the out of populations, population size... Out of the priests, maybe it's a high percentage of priests, but there's not that many priests compared to <laughs> people under under the uh, uh, Catholic banner. I right? think certainly it would be that people who wanted to people who want to uh, commit violent sexual crimes try and get themselves <laughs> in a position where they will be able to commit more violent sexual crimes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Which is why that's true. if a young man is like, I'm going to be a primary school teacher, mm-hmm. everybody goes, oh. What are your motivations? That seems strange. And the mm. number of primary school teachers has collapsed in recent years. It's uh, like no one wants to be accused of being a pedophile. Yes. Um, so, I, yeah, I think... Ugh, I don't know how that comes back to the sex robots. I don't think the sex... I think the sex... They would get bored of the sex robots. Yeah. Well, and it would satiate <laughs> their appetite. Yeah. Like, a, like, you know, like when a dog gets a tiny little taste of, of blood of yeah. an animal, you have to put that dog down because he will just... He'll be chasing that high from now on. Don't know what's out there. It's better to be naive. Naive doesn't feel like the right word. Innocent. It's to be innocent. Innocent. And non-sex robotual. Yeah. But I have a friend who believes that he's going to get into sex robots one day. Well, I feel for you and your family. Thank you. Um, not me. Not by, me. <laughs> surrounded by that man. Um, I'll give you I'll give you a nine. Uh, four. No, nine. It's for the charity. Nine for that one. Um, most people buy cars based on looks over quality. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's why I bought my Volvo. Yeah? Love it. I thought, that's a Volvo, right? No, that's my mum's car. Oh, I was going to say, that looked like a Camry, maybe. It is a... It is a it is, and before then, I had a Camry. Mm. Yeah, it looks... I mean, because who knows if a car is... If, if people bought cars based on quality, they would just buy Toyotas. And they mostly... They mostly do. But I think everyone who doesn't buy a Toyota... Is buying it because it's, it's not a Toyota. Yeah, I mean... I think Toyota is the baseline, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I wanted something cool. Safe cars, Toyotas, and, you know, like, um, you know... What about those yeah. square vehicles that are... Oh, the Nissan Q. Yeah. Surely that's 100% safety rating or something. Nil deaths. I don't know. Surely no, to buy a car... No, the drive them are not very safe. They're unhinged. Yeah. That's the only scary Uber I was ever in. It was my first. I had nothing to do with her gender. Yeah. It was the first, <laughs> was the first female Uber driver I ever had. It was in Sydney and it was a Nissan Cube. And just like the wettest smell of marijuana. Like she was running bags across town. Oh, okay. For sure. She was stoned out of her mind. And it was, it was 
it's terrifying. She's like, she was getting yo. The, I mean, she's, she's an entrepreneur. She's <laughs> driving an Uber at the same time as slaying and dope. She, she was a very uh, open-minded cool. boss. Yeah. In terms of our health and safety practices, yeah. that she was like, good girl. Um, that's a seven. That's a seven. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're going backwards. We can make that one about six robots. <laughs> <laughs> it's better to raise children in the suburbs than the city. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I man. This is the first year that I've had a child and I've walked around the fringe and you see someone with a small child out at like 10 at night in the city mm. and you just think, what the, what are you doing? You're a bad parent. Yep. Go home. My child's not here. Yeah. Neither is my wife. She's forced to be at home with the child. <laughs> yes. She's not always thrilled about that. Ah, the suburbs are it's a good suburb. Yes. You know, like not a, not a suburb shame. There are boring suburbs out there where you go. There's there's no life happening here. Yeah. Uh, there's like flat, uh, rendered houses with no eaves, and every house on the block is the same. Yeah, Plimpton like, mostly, I'd say. I've not spent enough time in Plimpton. Judge, <laughs> <laughs> but man, I love my time in the suburbs. Yeah, up. me too. Me yeah. too. I would move back to the and you get free tennis courts in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. You get good supermarkets in the suburbs. You know, local school. What do you get? You know. Dodging syringes and pimps. Yeah. And Rats. There's just nothing about the... We thought about moving into the city. Homeless guys with sex robots. Well, that they could sell that sex robot. Oh, well, they they yeah. get well, the probably picked it out of the garbage. Once. Would you ever live in the city with a child? With a child? No. Yeah. No. Because I enjoyed growing up, riding my bike and doing yeah. all this. Yeah. Which I don't really think kids are taking their bike down the elevator to ride around these busy streets. I don't think that's a thing. You wouldn't want that to happen. No. But I feel this living in the city in Adelaide might mean something to living in the city in like America. Mm. Because, well, just anywhere in Australia because we've got those like the tiny CBD areas and then a huge suburb around it. Yeah. Whereas at least in England, like a small city will not have that. Even in like, in New Zealand, they have, like Dunedin, where my wife is from, uh, she basically lived in the city. Yeah. And it's like, there's not, there's not a hard boundary between the city and the yeah. suburbs. It's just like a normal sized thing. It's like a large town. Yeah. But in but then also, oh man. Well, yeah, it has that town vibe. You feel like yeah. you're making people know each other and it makes sense. I would say neither. I would say neither the city nor the... So I would like to live in a town with my family. Or an acreage. Acreage? Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I like Chickens. that. Yeah. Can't have an acreage in the city. Well, you could. I can't have an acreage in the city. No. I will never afford... One of those Hut Street mansions. So they are cool. Oh, yeah. I'd love that. Um, or like maybe over in St. Peter's over there with the real mansions. Yeah. St. Peter's. Uh, Medindi. I've moved back to Medindi. That's crazy. You have just drive around Springfield for the sake of it? Oh, we do. Oh, we do um, what we call house pervs probably yeah. once a week. Your partner seems like a lady who would like to come and look at people's houses. Yeah. She's very, you know, she's got the... Regularly. We'll go to the grocery store and then on the way home she'll be like, do you want to do a house perv? <laughs> it's, I, so what's the street that I said? Uh, Victoria, Victoria Avenue. Avenue. I had never, because I didn't drive until like a year ago. So mm. I just public transported around. Oh, wow. Uh, and I had to figure out how to drive because we've got the baby. I've never driven down that street before. That uh, and I was, I was like, just randomly, I turned out and you go, yeah, everything's fine. We're in Hundley, and then all of a sudden, you go, am I in an an, an enchanted forest? Yeah, full of billionaires. That is, yeah, that's a beautiful street, that one. And if you go behind it, like the other side one? streets, it's they're, they're just all similar around. I hit that on the way yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, well, that's a well, that's a, that can be an eight. All right. 
Um, we bonded over our love of rich yes. people times in the suburbs. Uh, cell phones at the dinner table are just a way of life. No. No. No, you can get rid of it. Yeah. I haven't. Yeah. Uh, faces down on the table. I don't even think. I will not accept it. Do you, but do you eat at the dinner table? Like you'll make a meal and you'll No, but I mean, no, okay. I'm thinking more about if I'm out, out to eat. Okay, yeah. No, 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 don't do it. I think oh, you don't need that there. What if someone gets a call? Are they allowed to get in their pocket or they have to just turn? They can check, there? like check who it is, you yeah. know. Um, if it's someone that it could be an emergency, go ahead and answer it. But if it's like, you know, Johnny who has other emergency contacts. He can text. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, if it's like mum, yeah, answer that, see what's going on. If she just wants to chat, just put, I think it, it's fair. I think put it down. And a hard rule is... is it doesn't need to be on the table though. I, this is what I'm thinking of, is a, the whole home is a mobile free area. Mm. So what I'm working towards, I'm going to put a bowl by the door. Oh! Fine in the bowl, and then just don't touch it. I like that. I do like that. I haven't made it work. I mean, I also used to have a no tweeting after um, a second drink rule and that went out the door oh are you so, are you big on twitter no no very small but no i mean do you do you tweet a lot uh no no especially not now okay. and whatever i have tweeted i've i mostly delete yeah mostly weeks. like racist stuff or oh exclusively yeah you know um <laughs> and you know not all the normal racist gear uh, yeah when they get into some unusual it's just like I'm hitting the gypsies hard yes like, yes those yeah. hungarian gypsies Mate, oh only the eastern european gypsies yes and the Inuit people. Inuit? Totally exempt. Yeah. I love the Inuit people. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, Except exempt. one particular tribe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> From what, what part of the Saskatchewan. Uh, yes. Saskatchewanese. Uh, no good. Okay. No, they're lovely. Maybe they can organise. <laughs> um, we Saskatchewan to kill James McCann and end his career. Uh, yeah, yeah, I like that Saskatchewan. Um, that's a 10 because I like the All bowl right. idea. And last one. Thin crust pizza is better than deep dish. Yeah, but a deep dish with a cheese baked in is uh, very important. I'm a big cheese crust man. Okay. Yeah. Oh, cheese crust. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Very also, filling. Much more filling than the regular It's also very hard to fold the deep dish. Yep. And I enjoy the fold. You like the fold, yeah. I, I think the fold is good. So, yeah, so I would say thin. Like a New York slice. New York rather than, a sh- rather than a... Chicago deep dish. Like a casserole almost. Well, I mean... I, I do love a deep dish. I'm not trying to... I haven't... Me. Actually, do we, don't, we don't have a deep dish place. No. In Adelaide. No. Right? I've made one deep dish pizza ever. And How did it go? Just a bit of a pain. Because um, you have to do the, the... Well, I did the crust myself. And yeah. that was the hardest part. Here's a, if you started a deep... If someone started a deep dish pizzeria mm. in Adelaide... It would be very successful for like two months. Mm-hmm. You would get a, like a broadsheet article on it, an Adelaide review, an interview, you, and it'd be great. And then it it would be over, mm. and people would be doing this. There's like one cool. I feel there's one cool novelty restaurant at any given time. Yeah. So a pop up two month deep dish restaurant. It'd be good, like Fringe. Kill. If you could do a pop up oh. thing at Fringe deep dish pizza, I reckon you'd kill it. Yeah, indoor. Mm-hmm. I would not do it in a... Not in the garden or anything? I wouldn't do, oh, they do carts in America. Oh, yeah. Even then, of all the Chicago weird meals, Philly cheesesteak I would prefer to have over a deep dish pizza. I do love I love a Philly cheesesteak. Um, pretzel? That's not a Chicago thing. Not a big pretzel guy. Uh, cub? A bear cub? Bear cub? Mm-hmm. Uh, Cubby's fan. Yeah? Eating a little grizzly. 
a Cubbies fan eating a grizzly. Hmm? I was just wondering a, if that was the food stuff. Mountain could lion. Could you, a bear claw. That's what bear claw. Yeah, I would order a bear claw. Um, that can be an eight as well. So that's, that's very generous for the last few. Um, what do we got here? Ten plus nine is nineteen. Is it you donating this money to the charity? Uh, welcome to the potty is. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's in the it's in the budget. Is this a business transaction? Yes, and this is a tax write off. Sorry. Yeah. Is that in the shot? Uh, it yeah. is in the, <laughs> shot. In the entire shot. I think it was between us though, so I think it's alright. You should put that on the website mm. down the bottom. All the graphics of the charities you support. Like when you scroll to the bottom of the page above contact us and we'll yeah. just have like practice. They don't have to know that it's like four dollars for some people. Yeah. Um, but I've just I've got a page on there that yeah. says charities. Oh you do? You already yeah. have oh you way ahead. Yeah. I don't know I don't know that they that they weren't getting getting it on the bottom of the page just because we're not partners, you, you see? So they've just got a charity. Well, you think they could contact you? <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. Uh, there's quite a lot about six robots in this latest one. San Vincent de Paul, there's no wish to be associated with Welcome to the Potter. Well, give me my uh, uh, $50 dollars back, you know? They would do it too. Yeah. They're doing well. I'm buying a lot of jackets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so... Um, this has been one of the nicest, extremely hot conversations. Yeah, yeah. This is... We're going to call this in, in, in the Furnace with... Uh, in the furnace featuring the James McCann. Oh, look at that! Oh, that's Jesus nice. That's a back, good effort, baby. Uh, we'll have to give you a shirt. Um, <laughs> that's all right. Uh, so, Devil's Advocate, yes. nine forty-five every night until the 29th yeah. of February. Yeah. Um, go there if you want some of these gems. And you know, I mean, I'm the clumsy jeweler. I'm I'm dropping gems all the time. But you got to go and see this guy. He's fantastic, hilarious, great time. Get amongst it. Um, any last words? Thank you, Mr. Clumsy Jeweler. Thank you. It's been a bona fide pleasure. Fantastic. Baby, welcome to. Baby, welcome to.